Welcome to Becoming Iconic, a global multimedia and mentorship brand that will lift you into having the most exceptional lifestyle and business. I am your host, Jen Spiegel, and as a mom of four, a seven-figure high-performance mentor, editor of a magazine, and the host of this top podcast, I have a lot to share with you. This podcast has been created to talk about all of those things that will support you in both your life, business, as well as leadership. I believe in having a life and business that gives you ultimate fulfillment, and this gets to be your reality. That's why most conversations here will shift many of the paradigms that you've likely been participating in. Be ready to be stretched in both your thinking and in your doing. You will hear advice and wisdom from my 16 plus years of experience building businesses globally alongside of raising a family. And you'll also hear from many other industry moguls. Don't forget to follow on your favorite social media platform. It's simply Becoming Iconic. And while you're there, check out the most recent edition of the Becoming Iconic magazine. I just want you to know something. You're in the right place. And I want to thank you for being here. One of my greatest ways to pour into myself and give myself love is through space and time, solitude, where there is no distraction, there is nobody that requires my attention. And I think that would probably be very obvious as a woman who has four babies, a husband home full time, multiple businesses, an executive team, many, many clients. There are a lot of people who are requiring my attention and energy and love. And I want to say right off the bat, I am so grateful for that. There's not a pore on my body that wishes it were different because the opposite of this would be not a thriving business, no clients, no children, no loving husband. And that is absolutely not what I am wishing for. I love what I have created. I love the different aspects of my life and business. But we have to also acknowledge that that requires a lot of me. There are a lot of balls in the air, a lot of hats that I have to put on in a day. And it can be at times depleting if I have not had time alone. And I used to have a really strict regime of getting up in the morning at 5 a.m. and having mine alone time. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, I practiced this, I preached it, I taught it, and I really did believe in the 5 a.m. club, the, the getting up before the rest of the world to seize the day and have that alone time. But something started to happen in my life where my youngest just doesn't sleep in. He's up usually by 5.30, latest six o'clock. And I found that I was kind of really forcing myself out of bed at five, craving that solitude, and then looking at the minutes go by, knowing that at any minute now, he was going to wake up and want my attention. Again, a big blessing that I have a son who wakes up and wants to cuddle and have my attention. It's beautiful but it was not serving this desire. And I'm going to say forcefully need, like it is a requirement of me to have this alone time. So I found that I started to get a little resentful, resentful that I crawled out of bed and I didn't get enough time to do my prayer, do my journaling, just sit with my own thoughts before it was interrupted. And I didn't like that feeling. So something had to adjust. And I wasn't quite sure what that adjustment looked like because time alone being a requirement feels like this elusive dream. 
this thought or idea that I am not entirely sure how to create in my day because my days are so full with all the beautiful people and things that I hold. So it was through my work with my breath coach that she had asked me the question, well, what do you love most? Like if you could have time alone, what would that be? And it was really extraordinary for me to realize something. So let me explain. I love a beautiful hotel. As a matter of fact, staying in a hotel, if it, if I'm not home, being in a beautiful hotel is the next best thing. I absolutely love it. Uh, beautiful, clean, crisp sheets. Bed is all tightly tucked in. It smells good. There's great food nearby. You know, there's great music, the vibrant energy. I don't just pull something out of me that I absolutely adore. I love staying at nice hotels. And to stay alone in a nice hotel is something I deeply appreciate. I used to do it all the time when I was traveling. This was going back like between 2008 to about 2016, that eight year span, I was traveling monthly on my own, doing speaking gigs. And I was constantly in these hotel rooms by myself. And so I looked back and realized I never really craved that solitude because I was getting it on the plane. I would be so productive on a plane. And then I would get in the hotel room and in between the gigs that I had, I would you know, rest or think or go for a walk, explore, just have those creative juices flowing. And after 2018, it really kind of came to a standstill. I wasn't doing it as much. And then obviously the world shut down and we know what happened there. So that's where this yearning was coming from. I had something that I didn't even recognize at the time until it was no longer there that I was really missing. And so she said to me, my breath coach had said, well, I want to really recommend you do this once a month for you. And I remember when she told this to me, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I can't do that. My husband would be so resentful, like, hi, I'm going away again for a couple of nights to hotel. See you later. Have fun with the kids. Like this was, this was my projection. This was the narrative that I was feeling. There was so much guilt of like spending that money. You know, I don't need to spend that money. I could get up early or spending that time away. What will the kids think? And will they grow up thinking mom left the house once a month because she needed to get away from us? Like what would their perceptions of this be? How would they look at this and, you know, build their own story around it? So there was so much guilt and so much projection and so much assumption in that for me. I just thought, I, I don't think I could do that. Once in a while, I would be encouraged through her to do it. And I would do it, but I would do it through a tremendous amount of guilt. And recently I thought, it feels like a non-negotiable anymore. This is actually something that I must have in order to continue to grow, in order to continue to nourish myself, in order to continue the the growth and development in my family, like who I want to be in my marriage, who I want to be as a mom, who I want to be in business. I, at some point have to take myself out of our home that houses it all business, family, intimacy, like everything happens here in this, in this home, which I love, but I've got to remove myself from it for a minute in order to gather my thoughts, regroup, recalibrate and come back. And so it hit me that I needed to go to this hotel. I, I knew I could feel it, that I, I was desiring this. And it was starting to feel again, like a need, like I have to get away for a second. 
And I remember tiptoeing up to my husband. He was in the kitchen because I thought, well, I better you know, just run this by him to see his physical reaction. Less of what he said, more of what his body says, because his body says a lot. And I thought, I'll see what his reaction is. And I said, babe, you know, I'm thinking about going to Bisha and spending a couple nights just getting some things done for work. And what I noticed in myself is I started justifying. I was like, I can get it on points and, you know, I've just got all this work to do. And so I started justifying my desire to have some alone time, which was interesting because there's those presumptions and assumptions and projections that he's going to react a certain way or, or be defensive or get resentful. Like you're going to go away for two nights must be nice. I don't get to go to a hotel for two nights. Like those were the things, the narratives and stories that were playing in my mind. And yet he looked at me and he's like, you should absolutely do that. That's a really good idea. You need to get away you need some time alone. I get that. I know that about you. 100% do it. Like, I've got it. He said, I'm home this weekend. We don't have a lot going on. It's a perfect time to do it. Go. And so, two things happened in this scenario. First thing was what a deepening of my trust, my love, and my safety within my relationship that my husband would not be upset or resentful and instead be encouraging and supportive, which he was. So I remember kind of walking away going, oh, that was easy and wow. But in that moment, I thought, wow, sometimes I don't give him enough credit. He's absolutely incredible at supporting me and always has been. So imagine if I played the narrative in my head that he would be resentful and I had never had asked, which I have done many, many times in the past. So it taught me something in that moment to stop assuming that he's going to be resentful and start expecting that he's going to be super supportive of the things that I desire, which is what evidence and past has told me. The second thing was I noticed how I was justifying myself and then how guilt started to pour back in where, you know, he says that now, but then when I leave and there's things going on, cause there's always a something going on with four kids, you know, he's going to be home and will he think? And, you know, so I started again, talking myself out of it. So there was a lot of coaching involved in getting myself just out the door, but before I could change my mind, I booked it and I booked it non-refundable on purpose because I likely would have been like, ah, forget it. I'll just stay home. I can get these things done at home. But I did non-refundable to hold myself accountable. And here's the beautiful part. As I was driving down the highway and as you come into Toronto, if you've ever been in Toronto, you start to like see the skyline and then you're driving in and the CN Tower and it's beauty. I just love the CN Tower. It's like so iconic and it just brings back so many memories. I'm such a Toronto girl. I love the city. I become this version of myself that I miss and I crave. There's something that happens to me, an opening, a, a, a creative spark, this pep in my step that I don't always have when I'm at home. So I packed for myself one nice outfit to go for a dinner. I was meeting clients, so I do need to be transparent and real about that. I was meeting clients, so I packed one nice outfit. I packed my gym clothes, a pair of pajamas, and my office things. And that was another piece of accountability. I thought, you know what? I'm not going to be going out. The purpose of this is to really rejuvenate, refresh myself, and get some things done. So I just 
craved putting on the plush robe, staying in a beautiful room and just really being productive and also having space and time to have a nap if I wanted a nap or a walk if I wanted to go for a walk ordering room service, which is one of my favorite things. And luckily one of my favorite restaurants is attached to the hotel. So I knew I could order a beautiful meal. So I'd set myself up for success and accountability. When I pulled into the hotel, I got to the lobby and they're so gracious. They always remember you and we haven't seen you in a while. Check, check. There we go. Another little wink that I hadn't done this for myself in a while. And the beautiful part of blessings and miracles and magic in life is she upgraded me to a room. She said, you're working for three days, two nights. I'm going to give you a beautiful, spacious room. So there's lots of room for you to breathe, move around if you want to. And if you're spending that much time in a room, you should have a really beautiful room. Talk about customer experience. So already I'm elevated. I'm already thinking about how could I incorporate things like this in my business where we exceed expectations, where we're always looking to surprise and delight clients. Like see how already... I am being served through this decision to have space and time alone and care for myself. It ripples into everything. So I walk into this gorgeous room with beautiful art and beautiful couch and beautiful bed. I have a beautiful dinner with clients. And the next day I go for this long walk in the city and I'm looking at everybody rushing and hustling to their jobs. There's such a vibe and energy to that. And, you know, being in a city. And really absorbing the energy for myself to take it back to my room and having two almond milk lattes, not just one, and really indulging in the beautiful things that were available to me and putting on that plush robe and getting so much done that day. It was incredible how much work I was able to accomplish and sort of check off the list because I was a captive audience and I didn't have distraction. So that also started to remove some of the guilt. Because I started to see it slip back in that day. That second day there, I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll just get my husband to come down with the kids. I'm here for another night. And then we can make a family experience and memory out of this because I've had my time. Like, See how this dialogue doesn't go away. It continues. It's just how you navigate through these experiences and and narratives and different things that we do to hold ourselves back or or self-sabotage. But instead, I thought, no, I'm sticking to this. I'm really going to give myself this time. And I went for another beautiful long walk and watched people with their dogs in a dog park and just, again, kind of felt in this like persona or, I don't know, person of, of this city. Like if I lived here, this is what I would do. And there's this level of playfulness and creativity that is unmatched from sitting in my office in my home. And I enjoyed room service that evening and I watched a movie in bed. I don't have a TV in my bedroom at home, so that's a luxury. And I fell asleep when I felt tired and I woke up when I felt rested. And friends, it was absolutely stunning. The entire experience was gorgeous. Every single interaction I had with anybody in the hotel or when I went to get a coffee was it felt like it was like these divine moments. It felt like these were moments that I was supposed to be with these people and and sharing a smile or sharing a good morning. It just, I felt so guided. I felt so supported. I felt so honored to have followed through on something that I knew my soul needed for nourishment. I needed this for literally my soul's nourishment and I gave it to myself. And when I drove back into the driveway, when all was said when done, I had rested. I had done a bunch of work and I had 
absorbed the city and I felt so refreshed and so renewed when I pulled in the driveway, what was also unexpected, expected, unexpected, but I think I saw it in a different way this time was the way I was greeted by my family because they had a break from me as well. My husband was so happy to see me and just like the embrace and the kiss and the, I'm so glad you're home was like, oh, it felt so good to be celebrated and missed. And the same thing with my kids, they came running to me and mommy, mommy, and kissing me and hugging me and loving me where if I had not gone for those couple of days, sure, they would have been like, hey, mom, and you know the regular routine, but not in that tender, beautiful, pure way of genuinely missing one another. So no one was hurt by me doing this nice little break for myself and loving on myself and caring for myself. And everything was served. My business, my spirit, my family, I mean, I deepened my friendship and relationship and companionship with my partner, seeing how he was supportive and honoring and celebratory of me looking after myself. And then my kids missing me and hugging me and wanting to be with me. All of these things reaped blessings and rewards for me honoring myself. So I bring this podcast forward to urge you and nudge you to do certain things. Maybe it's not going to a hotel. Maybe for you, that is not what would fill your cup, but what is it for you? And what are you denying or neglecting or putting off because you feel like maybe your family will be resentful, or maybe you shouldn't because a good mom doesn't do X, Y, Z, or, you know, this idea that we should sacrifice ourselves and our needs for others because that's more important. And that's sort of the, the, pinnacle of being a great woman. I mean, are we not getting past this? We are. And so we've got to hold each other accountable to doing the things that nourish us, that nourish our souls. And again, that might not be a hotel, but maybe it is for you. Do it once. Just do it once in this next month. In the month of April, one time, do something that feels luxurious, soul nourishing, fulfilling, exciting, that will give time and space and presence to yourself. And I also do this podcast as accountability for me, that this is not something I do once in a while when I'm feeling at you know, sort of the end of the line and I'm just really scraping the barrel for energy, I'm going to do this more often so that I never get to that point and so that I can continue to bless the things that are most important to me. And time alone and space and solitude is what fuels me, is what fills the tank and leaves me overflowing for the other things. So let's hold each other accountable to that that you do one thing this month that maybe you've never done before or you've done and haven't done since or that you have been craving and have been neglecting or denying that we do it this month and we do it without guilt and we do that without you know the assumptions presumptions and projections onto others of how they may respond and even if even if they respond in a way that we wish they hadn't that we don't carry that on 
as baggage or reasons why not to. Instead, this is an opportunity for growth for the relationship. This is an opportunity for you to stand into your power. This is an opportunity for you to show compassion. And this is also an opportunity for you to stand for the things that you desire as an individual, as a woman, as someone who is creating and holding a lot every single day. As my great mentor once said, we can respect somebody's opinion, but we do not need to accept that opinion as our own. And so that gets to be something you can carry with you as well, just in case you're met with something other than support. Now let's go make it a great month, a great day, a great week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for being here. Your time and presence means the world to me. If you would be so kind to leave a five-star review so more people can learn about becoming iconic, that would be such an act of generosity. And please go download and read the newest version of the Becoming Iconic magazine available at becomingiconic.co.co. Now let's go make it a great day. 